Welcome back, everyone, to the CTF Football Podcast. It has been a bit, it's been a minute since we were here last time. Um, I want to get back to the swing of things. In the offseason, for me, usually, I just take a break from football. Not because I don't like football. Football is my favorite thing in the world. But just in the offseason, I want to forget about football. So when football season comes back around, it feels special every single season. So that's why sometimes the offseason posts are a little less interesting than the regular season posts. But um, we're back. I'm back in the swing of things. Back ready to watch the football. I've been watching a lot of highlights and stuff. Also, um, if you hear any dogs barking in the background, that's because I am watching my grandparents' dogs and they miss uh, them. So they're going to be barking, warning them back to come back. But they're not going to be back for a couple weeks. So that'll be that. But today we'll just be discussing just general topics for the 2021-2022 season. Um, and I think I got a lot of interesting stuff written down here. And the first thing I want to talk about is the Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson situations. More so Aaron Rodgers because Watson's situation is hard to talk about because who knows about the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, Adam Schefter tweeted this on July 20th, which was yesterday. Um, this offseason, the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers a two-way, a two-year contract. Actually, it was two days ago because it's the 22nd as I'm recording this um, and as y'all will see it. Um, this offseason, the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers a two-year contract extension that would have made him, would have tied him to Green Bay for five more seasons and made him the f- highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Rodgers declined this offer, proof that it's not about money. A couple things to take away from this: um, it would have been a two-year contract extension, so it would not have been just a two-year contract. He's on, he's under contract right now for three years. It just would have been three-year extension, so it would have. It would have put him in Green Bay for five more seasons, not plus five more, five more just total because three plus two is five. Um, and about the money thing, I don't think anybody thought it was about the money, so that was a weird add-on there for Schefter. But uh, still, it's Schefter. It's true. It's the report. It's 100% for real. It's hard not to be when you're tweeting by Adam Schefter. So it is interesting. It is very interesting to see what will happen with the Aaron Rodgers stuff now. I think we could see a, a couple scenarios here. Um, by the way, uh, this being the first episode of the season, I wanted to be by myself for this one, but um, there will be some guests. Uh, of course, Anthony will probably be on here at some point, which I guess other people on there as well. Um, but yeah, the Aaron Rodgers situation is interesting. He, of course, doesn't want to be there, and that, a lot of that's from Jordan Love getting drafted last season. A lot of that's from them not taking a first-round receiver in a long, long time. Devontae Adams is the only, not even with him, a first-round receiver. Um, but he's like their only legitimate, legitimate receiving option. Tanyan, yeah, but like, who knows if that'll sustain itself. You see a lot of big one-year wonder tight ends. I don't think he will be one, but it's, it's a possibility. And then you got MVS. Um, you got, I mean, Geronimo Allison isn't even there. Alan Lazard is a solid player, but nothing special, so... A lot of that is just frustrating, and of course, would would he have made it on the run um, to get to the end zone to tie the NFC Championship? Probably not. A lot of fast defenders on the Buccaneers team, but after he didn't go for it, after he didn't go in there and try to score, um, Matt Lafleur brings out the field goal unit, and that probably doesn't sit right with. Um, probably does not sit exactly right with Rodgers that he was taken off the field. Uh, for a meaningless field goal. Of course, that was going to be a meaningless field goal. Brady's on the other side. He's going to end the game. Absolutely no doubt in that. Um, so, a couple interesting teams I'm thinking of for Brady. Broncos, of course, they're the ones that everybody's talking about. 
you, you have Judy, you have Sue Court and Sutton, you have Noah Fant, you've got a suspect uh, uh, rushing group, but you do add Michael Carter in the offseason. Melvin Gordon's still there. He wasn't as good last season as he was with the Chargers, but I mean, it's still a solid backfield, and you got a good young offensive line. That's that's immediately a top 10 offense if the if the Broncos were to get that. Um, other teams that you look at, you could say maybe Carolina, but I, I don't think that'll happen with Darnold. I think they're sort of tied to Darnold for now. Really, when I look at it, I just think of the one team. I think Denver is the only team that you could really think of, and they don't want to trade into the division. Like, the Vikings maybe would like to make a trade if Rodgers was in a different division, but in in, in the division, and Kirk Cousins isn't even bad. Um, the, the, the Bears have, of course, ugh, ugh, sorry, the Bears have Justin Fields, of course, um, so they probably wouldn't want to trade for Rodgers, and even if they did, it's in the division, that wouldn't happen. Um, like, the, the, the Saints would, but they don't have any money to. Um, there's just a lot of teams that would like to, but either don't have the money or just it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm sure the Texans would love to trade for him, but that doesn't make sense for multiple ways. And, like, other teams that just need a quarterback in the AFC, there's very little. I mean, everybody thinks they have their answer. Would he be a big upgrade for the Browns? Yeah, but do they have the money? No, they don't have the money. They had to cut, um, they had to cut someone. I don't remember who they had to cut. They had to cut somebody due to cap, um, restraints. Uh, former Viking, can't remember exactly who it was. Um, but yeah, it's the Rodgers situation. Is it terminal? Will they, will they have to, um, will they have to get, get him out? Um, I don't know. The, the trade that comes to mind for me is to Denver, probably for Locke or Bridgewater. I guess you do Bridgewater or Locke. A lot of first-round picks. A lot of first-round picks. And probably a promising young player. Uh, that probably won't be... I don't know who it would be. Probably a defensive player. Probably a, a second-year member. Would it be Michael Ojemudia? Um, who knows? I think his name's Michael Ojemudia. Um, who wasn't terrible last season, but... You know, I don't know if that and a couple picks would really work because that's a big value player in Aaron Rodgers going there. But, I mean, his name is Michael Ojemudia. I'm correct. Let's get to uh, news that broke the same day. Um, but, yes, before I go there, I don't know why I just skipped past it. I, I do think that Rodgers will end up being traded. Will it be now? Um, I, I don't know. Could it be next offseason? More likely, I think. Um, he could sit out the entire year. I don't know. He could retire for a year and then come back. Who knows? Um, Rams running back Cam Akers ruptured his Achilles while working out, and he's out for the season with injury. Now, this is going to be less of a talking point because, of course, this is just this is obvious. This happened. It's not like anything. There's no questions about it. He's out. So, get well soon. Uh, it's a big hit because he's automatically the best uh, running back that Matthew Stafford's ever had. We're just saying something because he's young and he was good, but like just good last season. That just shows how bad of running backs Michael, or Matthew Stafford's had um, in his career. But they lose Cam Akers, which is a big loss for them because now the running game is a little bit more one-dimensional. I mean, you do have Daryl Henderson still. And um, there's another running back they have that I can't think of the name of right now, but I really like him. So, is it Malcolm Brown? Maybe his name's Malcolm Brown. 
I'm not sure. Let me look this up. I've got a thing right here. Malcolm Brown. Uh, he was a, he is a running back. Uh, and he plays for the Dolphins, so it's not Malcolm Brown. Um, but yeah, I mean, he did play for the Rams, though, so I was a little close. Just overall, uh, big loss because that's a, such a dangerous attack when you got Cooper Cup, you got Tyler Higby, you got Robert Woods, you've got. Is Deshaun Jackson still there? I don't know. Um, Deshaun Jackson's just on like 16 different teams. Kind of wild. Um, and you got, of course, Matthew Stafford and a really good offensive line. So, not a lot of depth on the offensive line, but it's, it's just a solid offensive line. So, it is interesting and very upsetting for that team. What will they do without that? Now, I still, we'll talk about them more later, but I still think they're going to be fine without him, but it is a big loss for them. And I've heard a lot of girly to LA rumors and um, things swirling around. That will be fun. That will be fun. Not going to lie. Um, 49ers signed Fred Warner to a massive contract extension. It's perfect. It's good for everybody. Um, good for everybody. He's such a good player, and it's 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 not even an overpay. It's just a general, just a good. I mean, 40 million guaranteed, 95 million overall. Like this just that's not even that much for somebody who gives you as much as Fred Warner does uh, defensively. Darius Leonard also gets a new deal, uh, four years. Um, 19 per year, which is a steal. But uh, yeah, those are those signings. But let's get to some more. I said I was going to talk about the Watson stuff. I don't know why I put that down because I don't really want to talk about the Watson stuff. Who knows with Sean Watson? Um, I'm not even going to give my opinions on it. I don't. Okay, I will give my opinions on it. I don't think he did anything wrong. I think it's all lying. I think it's all the Texans might have a little something to do with it. Might be trying to ruin his career. If we can have him, no one can have him. I think that's a very possible thing. Um, but just so crazy, it all came out after he requested a trade. All of it came out at the same time, like kind of suspect timing, and just nothing's been followed up on. If he wins his court case, Denver also makes a lot of sense for Watson. But I don't know if he ever plays an NFL game again, even if he didn't do anything wrong. And that's not because he just was going to retire because he doesn't love football. I just think. They might go with the majority opinion, which is Deshaun Watson did some bad stuff, which probably didn't happen. Let's talk about some intriguing teams for the 2021 season. We'll start with the Jaguars. I can't shut up about the Jaguars, you all know that. Um, I really like the Jaguars. They have Trevor Lawrence, you have Marvin Jones, you have C or T um, Chark. CJ Chark? TJ Chark? Why am I DJ Chark? Duh. Well, I'm like banking on all these names. LaVisca Chenault, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, an improved offensive line. That's just a sick offense, like completely just stacked. It could easily be a top 10 offense. I, you could convince me it could be a top five offense in scoring if Lawrence lives up to the hype, which he probably will. It, it's, hard not to, it's hard to say he won't. Um, the defense isn't good, but it's, it's also not the worst in the division. I would say it's probably second in the division just because the Texans defense is so bad, the Titans defense is still terrible, um, which that's, we're talking about the Pi Titans next, but let's finish about the Jaguars, I think this team possibly could even be a playoff team, with these seven teams in each conference rule in effect, who knows, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm way off here, but I think the Jaguars are going to be very good next season, um, and I think they could be easily a Super Bowl contender in three to four seasons, I mean, they, they've rebuilt very quick, now, all this is contingent on if the Urban Meyer signing works, 
Um, will it? Who knows if it will or not. Um, he has no experience in the NFL, but he has he's known to have some really good offenses. And if the defense is giving up 30 points a game, I guess to see this team still winning games because of their offense. Um, Titans up next. This team will give up 30 points a game, and their offense will save them. Um, they have Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill, and A.J. Brown. It might be the best one, two, three, four in the in, in NFL, the entire NFL. I mean, like, you would you could say Mahomes, Kelsey, Allaire, and Hill, but, like, I don't know, man. Derrick Henry's on just another plane of existence than Clyde Edwards-Allaire. Um, he's on a plane, another plane of existence than, like, every other running back besides, like, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara and Devin Cook and Nick Chubb. There's, like, five that are just in a separate plane of existence to the other guys. Um, that this team's defense is so bad, though, they bring in as their biggest acquisition the Jackrabbit, Janoris Jenkins. Like, he's good in certain cases. Like, he'll pick off the ball, but he'll also get beat, like, once every two throws that go his way. And he's old, and he's, like I said, not particularly good. He's kind of what Malcolm, um, Malcolm, oh man, why am I, Malcolm Butler. Kind of what Malcolm Butler is, he makes big plays, but he's also just not a good player. Um, and Malcolm Butler, people are like, why did you not sign your start Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl versus the Eagles? You don't know why they didn't start him in the Super Bowl versus the Eagles? Because he's a bad player. He made one great interception. He'll have interceptions that are incredible. He's not a good player. Um, and that's kind of what I feel like with George Jenkins. At, at least this point. I mean, George Jenkins was so good in his prime with the Giants. He was sick, but uh, not anymore. So the Jags have Julio, like I said, AJ Brown. That's gonna be like I've said sick a lot recently. I don't know why. I don't even watch anything that like says sick. I've just been saying it a lot. That's just weird. It's just something I just started to say. Um, but they're gonna be a sick pairing. You got somebody in Julio Jones who is just such a good route runner for his size, and then AJ Brown can kill you with speed and his deep route running. They'll just be so good together. And then um, they do lose Jonu Smith, but it, it's tight ends. It's not that big a deal when you have two incredible receivers, one who basically is the size of a tight end. Um, this team will be a playoff team. I still doubt they're a Super Bowl contender because that defense is so bad. They do bring in Bud Dupree, which will give them edge rushing help. But overall, like I like Caleb Farley. I'm the only one that likes Caleb Farley, apparently. But um, just overall, I just don't like the look of this defense. So when they're giving up 30 points a game, their offense will have to call them out. I said the Jags will have to win. They'll win some games with a terrible defense. How many games will the Titans teams win, and will it be enough to make the Super Bowl if their team's giving up 70,000 points a game, especially in a, a a conference that has Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert now, uh, Josh Allen. you got just such a good conference with quarterbacks. It's going to be very hard, very difficult to uh, stay upright with that defense. Next up, Panthers. I'm very intrigued by the Panthers. I think they could be a playoff team. I said that about the Washington football team last year. They made the playoffs. And so, maybe I'm right with these bold predictions. The, the Panthers bring in, they do lose, do they lose DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel? I think they, they lost Curtis Samuel. Um, but they keep DJ Moore. They have Christian McCaffrey, who hopefully will be healthy all season because he's just a joy to watch play football. Um, they bring back Taylor Moten on a uh, extension. It's not like he wouldn't have played this year. He would have played unless he would have held out. Um, they bring in Dan Arnold, solid tight end, 
no one really is talking about that signing. Robbie Anderson's really good. Terrace Marshall, he's going to be really good. Change of pace uh, player. Chuba Hubbard in the backfield. That's a really good team. And then you bring in the X-Factor, Sam Darnold. He will be an improvement over Teddy Bridgewater, even if he will make mistakes. It's just the talent is there for Darnold. How many mistakes will he make? And um, what, what, what will his impact truly be? If he, gives, if he goes out there and gives you, let's say, 4K, 30 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions, I think that's the best case scenario. Could he go out there and give you, like, 4,200, like, 30 and 20? Yeah, that's possible, and that's not as ideal. But when Sam Darnold's on, we've seen those crazy throws he made against, the, was it, the, I think, the 49ers? And he made one against the Giants, I think, last season, where he was just he was making stupid throws. And of course, he heads back to New York for a game this season. I think a lot of that is Adam Gase is kind of where quarterbacks go to die. I mean, you saw what Ryan Tannehill has done since leaving Adam Gase. He's become a borderline elite quarterback. I just forgot he existed in my top 10 quarterbacks post. I would have him top 10 easily if I just remembered that he was a person. Uh, I don't know why I didn't remember he was a person, but he is a top 10 quarterback for sure. Um, he's just so good since in the last 26, I believe 26 games with the team. Ever since he arrived in Tennessee, he has had Patrick Mahomes level numbers. I'm not saying he is Patrick Mahomes. Numbers aren't everything, um, but he has had those numbers. And can Darnold do that? where he just leaves Adam Gase and he becomes a really good NFL quarterback. I think he can. And if he can, this team has defensive pieces. Brian Burns, you have uh, Derek Brown, Utah Gross Matos. You bring in that cornerback from South Carolina, J.C. Horn. You've got the, um, oh man, come on. I'm not remembering names. Oh man, well. They have a safety that could play like every position, and I'll be able to tell you his name. Every other case scenario, just not when I'm doing a podcast, apparently. He's sick. Um, you have Boston. I believe you have Boston. Trey Boston, I think he's still there. He might be in the Cardinals now. Um, I'm not sure, but it's just a really good defense, too, and I think it's a young defense that will improve this season. They have to, they'll play against the Falcons, who are not going to be a good team. And they're playing against the Saints, who will also not be a particularly good team. So um, they have a couple easy in-division games. So I have to play the the Bucks. But if if one of those games is in prime time, we saw Brady be just bad, inarguably just bad in prime time games last year. So they can win those too. So that's an interesting team to me. The football team, the Washington football team. They're also an interesting team. They bring back basically the same team, but they bring in better players. Kendall Fuller comes in. That was a crazy good signing for them. Um, they bring in Curtis Samuel. They bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, yeah, there's a ceiling to that, but he's better than what they had last year. I don't want to hear it. Alex Smith was really good for what he was last year, but he's not a better quarterback right now than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, Alex Smith, all the props in the world to him. He did something that I didn't think it was possible to do. He was 100% compliant player of the year. He had some really good games last year. But when you have somebody who who can give you 300 yards and three touchdowns in Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, that is an upgrade. I don't care if Alex Smith has done the impossible. And props to him. He's done the impossible. He revitalized his career and came back from near death um, to be really... In my opinion, one of the best quarterbacks of the past 10 years. Um, not one of the best, one of the better. 
So that's props to him. But they also they they get Ryan Fitzpatrick. They they lose they lose Ryan Kerrigan. He's in the Eagles now, but he wasn't particularly good last season. And you got so much depth on that defense. I mean, even Cole Holcomb was so good last year as a rookie, and no one saw that coming. So overall, this is just a really good team. This defense is going to be one of the best in the league. Chase Young, I feel like going to have a breakout. Same with Montez Sweat. Terry McLaurin already proved himself to be a borderline top 10 receiver. He could do more next season with a better quarterback. Offensive line still good. Not as good, but still good. Um, just, I like this team. And, and Al, uh, 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 I did it again. I did it again. I did it again. They're tied in. Logan Thomas. There we go. Got it. Um, really good player. Who would have thought a Virginia Tech quarterback that turned, wide rec- or turned, turned tight end would be as good as he is. Top 10 tight end, possibly. Um, next are the Bears. Uh, I know a lot of people don't remember this, but the Bears made the playoffs last season. That is very hard to believe, but they did, and they didn't particularly play well in the playoff game, but they also didn't get blown out by the Saints. I believe that was one score game at the end of everything. Yeah, it took a Julio, or a Jimmy Graham one-handed catch to get that, but they have an interesting team. Allen Robinson is great. We all know that. Darnell Mooney is really good. Uh, not just for the memes, he's just a good player. Then you have a crazy backfield. David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, who might not get any snaps because they just have Tariq Cohen, and there's another back on their backfield who's also really good. Damian Harris, I believe, is there. And you, you do have Jimmy Graham. Cole Komet is going to be really good next season. You've got a solid offensive line. You've got that defense, which that defense is always going to be good. I don't care what happens. But then it's the quarterback that you're interested in. Can, if Justin Fields can be 75% of what Justin Herbert was last year, coming in for Tyrod Taylor in week two, this team can make the playoffs again because they have a better roster than the Chargers did last season. I think this team could be a playoff team. It's very possible, but will the... I believe it was because of Tyrod Taylor injury. Yeah, it was because the doctor, like, cut him open or something the wrong way. Um, But, I mean, we could definitely see something where Dalton goes down with an injury and Fields comes in and it's just the starting quarterback for the rest of time for the Bears. Um, But here's a different thing. If he doesn't get injured, when will the Bears know to make the switch? Because Dalton, we know... It's a serviceable quarterback. He's better than Mitchell Trubisky. He's better than Nick Foles. Is he better than Nick Foles? I think he's better than Nick Foles. I think he's better than Nick Foles. He's better than Nick Foles. He's better than Nick Foles. But when, when, if he gives you like 200 yards and two touchdowns per game and only throws one pick like every two games, do they say, you know what? There's a ceiling to this. There's a ceiling here. What do they do in that case? Do they put in fields? If they're winning games especially. If you're the Bears, and I know I don't want to say I don't want to say this, I don't think this, but like you want him to have some sort of injury. Uh, I don't want to have some sort of injury. I want every player to be completely healthy. But if you're the Bears, you kind of want that to happen because you need to get fields in there as quickly as possible. And I don't know how, how they're going to do that because... The Bears have shown they're they're pretty stubborn with it. They wanted to start Mitch Trubisky all of last season, even if he was absolutely abysmal. I don't care that he was the MVP. I do not care. He was bad in that game too. Uh, this is hilarious though. When it will when will it click to put Fields in if Dalton is being fine? Because Fields has an enormous ceiling compared to Dalton. 
so that is interesting the chargers are also an interesting team to me because they they just have a they have a really good super bowl chance per vegas like thanks vegas odds like not gonna take those because this chargers team i'm only put them here because of that i don't know if they're a playoff team the defense is still suspect um they do upgrade their own line um they bring in Rashawn Slater, who is going to be really good off the bat. Herbert, MVP candidate for sure if they make the playoffs. There's no doubt. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, can he break out for for once, just once? I'm waiting for it. He has some insane catches. He has some insane games. I just need him to break out and be a top 10 receiver because it's, it's bound to happen, right? It's been like the border of happening for like 10 seasons now, it feels like. Um, but just overall, they do lose Hunter Henry, but he barely played, so it doesn't really matter. Um... I don't have this team making the playoffs, I don't think. They could, though. They very well could, because Justin Herbert could go Super Saiyan. They do bring back, or they do get back Austin Eckler, who played a lot, or played very little last season because of injury. Um, and when he did play, he was great. So, this team is a possible playoff team. Do I have them making the playoffs, though? Probably not. Now, a team I do have making the playoffs. This is a dark horse Super Bowl team. Really dark horse Super Bowl team, the Colts. They are crazy good. Michael Pittman was great last season. T.Y. Hilton was really solid last year. Not like his level of elite play from like early in his career, but I, I think he was solid. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Wrong. Um, of course, Jack Doyle is a really good tight end, borderline top 15 guy. You have the best O line in football. Not here for the for the Chiefs talk yet. I need to see the Chiefs play. You have. Um, Jonathan Taylor, you have Naheem Hines, you have Marlon Mack. That is one of the best backfields in football. Jonathan Taylor has potential to be the best running back in the league at some point. So, like, what 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 will this team be? It ten, it, it borders on, it all borders not borders. What's the word? It all something's to Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz plays bad, the team will not be good. But if Carson Wentz can go to Frank Reich and bring back his 2017 form from the grave. This team can't win. Oh, that was loud. I don't know what that was. This team can win the Super Bowl. This team can can do it. Because Carson Wentz, not going to ever, ever, even if he is bad, never going to let anybody forget, in 2017, Carson Wentz was league MVP through 13 weeks and tore his ACL. I do not care that they still won the Super Bowl. He was valuable to that team. I don't want to hear it. He was throwing to lawn chairs for three years after that. His best receiver was Alshon Jeffrey, who was bad. Greg Ward Jr., who I believe is a quarterback converted to a wide receiver. I could be wrong. Just, it's all sorts of weird stuff going on here with the Eagles and the Carson Wentz situation. He lost his confidence. He pulled a Jimmy Johnson from NASCAR, if you know what that means. Anthony, probably the only one here at this point who does know what that means. Um, he just lost his confidence. If he can get it back with Frank Reich, he has some good receivers to throw to. Paris Campbell, someone else who I believe is back. He got injured last year, I think. And they have um, Pascal, who was good, weirdly, last year. I don't even know who he is, but he was really good last year. And they made the playoffs and took the Bills, who were probably the favorites for the Super Bowl heading into the AFC Championship because Mahomes was injured. They took them to the brink. They outplayed them. They just got really unlucky with some crazy Stephon Diggs stuff because Stephon Diggs is crazy. Some wild catches, uh, really lucky uh, bounces for the Bills, and some bad refereeing. They did get saved at the end by the referees too, though. 
but they also missed, they had a miss from Ricardo Blankenship, and that doesn't happen much. And Phil Rivers couldn't throw the ball 10 yards. So they have Carson Wentz now who can do that. And of course, the defense, and I haven't mentioned it yet, because the defense is great. Secondary is really, really good. DeForest Butner is the defensive player, player of the year candidate. He was great last season. You got lots of other guys, Darius Leonard, so good. Just the, these guys, these guys do it by committee. The, the Colts are not exciting. They're not an exciting team. They do it by committee. They're like the Ravens in that way. They're not an exciting team besides like Lamar Jackson, but they do it by committee. They're going to be great next season. Let's get to teams who will not be as good. Let me take a drink of water. I'll be gone for like two seconds because I'm drinking a drink of water. Let's get to teams that I think will be less good, too bad. Of course, first thing that comes to everybody's mind when you say bad teams in 2021-2022 is the Texans. They were bad with Aaron. They were bad with Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt. What will they be without those guys? What will they be without them? Because they don't have J.J. Watt, and they will almost definitely not have Deshaun Watson. This team is going to be bad. Is Davis Mills their starter? Like, I guess. Are they going to bring back Brock Osweiler? No, but who knows? This team does not know what they're doing. They, I don't know what the hire was. He was a wide receivers coach for the Ravens. Um, I hated the hire to begin with, but he's going into a place where he will not succeed. He's going to look bad, even if he's a good coach. If Belichick was here, this team would win still two games. This team is going to be bad. They do not have any talent. They have like Zach Cunningham, Brandon Cooks. Like, is Laramie Tunsil still there? I think he is, but he might not be. Like, Justin Reed, I guess. But, like, it's like four guys in this team that are, like, good to great. And that's it. When the, like, the Bucks have, like, 17 guys that are good to great. And they have the Texans down here. Now, a team that will be worse than the Texans is the Detroit Lions. Because they have a total of, drumroll please, one, two. Just two great players on the team. That's it. Two. TJ Hawkinson and Frank Ragnall two great players and that's about it this team has the worst wide receiving core in the league when you're going into a season and Tyrell Williams is your best receiver you know you've messed up now Amara St. Brown will be good hopefully say Chirat sees some time because I liked him at Wake Forest but I mean the offensive line is going to be good DeAndre Swift could break out and become a great player but also you go into it the defense is utterly horrendous Jeff Okuda was awful last season Amani Orario is really good, but he's not great yet. And then you just get Tracy Walker, who's good. Trey Flowers, who's been bad, basically, with the Lions. Vita, or, um, uh, what's his name? I just, I block his name out. He's the Hawaiian Jelani Tavai. He is terrible, and they took him in the second round. He was not that great in college, and they took him in the second round. So, like, don't know why they did that. Um... Maybe I'm forgetting. Jamie Collins is old and undisciplined. Like, just this team is not going to be any good. They're just not going to be. TJ Hawkinson might have 28,000 yards receiving, but that's only because they have no other players on this team. Um, so that's the Lions. <laughs> the Jets. This team has some talent. I'll give the Jets that. They brought in some talent. They have Mikai Becton, who I think is going to be a franchise left tackle. Um, Quinton Williams is due for a breakout because he was better last season than he was in his rookie year. Granted, he was bad in his rookie year, but he was actually pretty solid in his uh, sophomore season. Uh, you have, they, did they bring in Michael Taylor? Who got Michael Taylor, was it? I know one of them got Michael Taylor and the other, oh, Michael Carter, not Michael Taylor. 
one of them got Michael Taylor and the other team got the other one from North Carolina. I can't remember his name just because I can't remember any names today, apparently. Um, but one of them got the one and one of them got the other. They brought in him. It's just a better team than last season, but the last season's team went two and sixteen or two and fourteen. There's another game this season. Zach Wilson. I, I won't make a take on it because my quarterback takes have been terrible recently. Like I got Lamar Jackson right. I was right on Lamar Jackson, but I said Josh Allen wasn't good. I was wrong. I held off on the Brady train until this season proved wrong again. So I'm gonna hold off on the Zach Wilson stuff. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say he's bad, but he's he's not bad. I don't know why I said that. I don't think he'll be as good as everybody says he is. That's what I'm going to go to. He's not a bad player, though. He has good potential. On the defensive side... Oh, by the way, um, Jay... Not Jay... Jay... Jamison Crowder. Not Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is a forward for the Phoenix Suns. Congrats to Milwaukee, by the way. Wearing my Milwaukee hat right now. Um, but, um... Yeah, Jamison Crowder's really good. Denzel Mims is sick. Elijah Moore, fantasy pickup. Wait for fantasy um, for that. We got some fantasy posts coming for you, I think, at some point. So, that's a solid offense. The defense is where it drops off. Like I said, Quinn Williams is there. Marcus May is great. He wants a contract. Give that man a contract. He's really good. But that's kind of it. They lost Pierre Desir, who was their best corner. At the same time, he was bad. So, that's not great. Um, like, I... <laughs> This team defensively is better. I think they're better everywhere than last season. They brought in Robert Sala, which might win them 10 games. I don't know. I don't know, man. Adam Gase, sorry. Adam Gase was so bad. Arguably the worst coach in NFL history. Um, they bring in Robert Sala, who will be great as a coach. And uh, I just really like that hire. I thought their draft was good, too. Um, I just don't think the team's going to be any good, though. I just I think they'll probably be fourth place team. Granted, that division's competitive. Um, let's get to the Falcons now. The Falcons have some potential to be good. Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley. Okay offensive line, I guess. They did lose Alex Mack. Defense, Foyslade, Olakun. Foyslade, Olakun, one of the two. Uh, Deion Jones, Brady Jarrett. Like, you've got some solid players. Keanu Neal, if he could play more than one game a season, he would be good. Um, sorry. <coughs> I don't know if he's there anymore. I don't even know where he is now. I don't even think he's there anymore. Um, but, like, defense is bad. The offense is not that good. Matt Ryan last season was not that good. I don't want to hear about stats. Every quarterback gets stats. If it, you just got to go into the stuff I, I test. Last season, he was not the same player as he was in previous years. Um, and he's older. He's even older now. Um... Kyle Pitts is going to be great, though. Calvin Ridley is going to be great. They bring in Mike Davis, which is a sneaky good pickup. He's not like a great running back, but he's the only running back on the team. So he'll get some some stuff. I guess Edo Smith's still there. Like, when Edo Smith's your second best running back, that's a problem. Is Gurley even there? Is he on the roster, or is he just a plain up straight up? He's a straight up free agent because he said he's traveling and cooking. So good for him. Uh, and finally, the Eagles. I talked about the Eagles today on Instagram. Hopefully you guys saw that if you didn't go ahead and check it out. This team is confusing because I don't know what they want to be. Do they want to be a team that wants to win games? Do they want to be a team that wants to compete for the top pick next season and maybe take Kayvon Thibodeau because you know they need it? Do they want to get Sam Howell? Do they want to get Keaton Slowis? Do they want to get Sam or um, uh, Rattler? Um, who knows? Who knows? Because I just don't know what this team is. Do they want to win games? 
I don't think they're going to win games with Jalen Hurts. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think they will. Devontae Smith's going to be great. He might be the rookie of the year just because they don't have anybody to throw to. They have, like, Zach Ertz, who's not particularly good anymore. Um, he was elite for, like, every year besides, like, the past two. Some of that is just bad quarterback play. I'm not saying, by the way, when I say that Carson Wentz was playing with bad players, I'm not saying he was good. He was not a good player. Um, so Zach Ertz probably hurts from that. He needs to go to Buffalo. If he goes to Buffalo, I think it's the perfect fit. Dawson Knox is probably the best backup tight end in the league immediately after that. Um, I mean, there's, this, this team is super interesting, but, like, not in a good way. This team could be the number one team picking in the draft next season. I think that's very possible. Let's get to some Dark Horse MVP candidates now. Like I said, this is just, just general discussion. Um, not really any, like, direction to this at all. These are guys that I think could win MVP. Like, of course, everybody knows the legit MVP candidates. Like, everyone's talking about. Like, got Matthew Stafford. Everybody's talking about Matthew Stafford. Um, you got... Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, if he plays. Like, those are guys everybody's talking about for MVP. Let's get to some guys that I think can win MVP if the right situation arises. Christian McCaffrey, I think, can win MVP next season. If the Panthers make the playoffs, if they somehow take the season series against the Bucks and say the Bucks disappoint a little bit, the offense falls off a little bit, can they win the division at like 11 and 6, at 12 and 5? Probably not because I don't think they're winning that many games. But if they do, and Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, there's no doubt he's a part of that. You can't tell me he couldn't compete for an MVP because he'll probably at that point have like 2,500 scrimmage yards and like 69 touchdowns. Nice. I don't know why that was the number that came to my mind. Um, this guy can win MVP. He'll have some passing plays probably to throw. I mean, this dude probably is the best, just pure talent in the league at running back. Um, he's unbelievable. And this team, if they make the playoffs, watch out for Chris McCaffrey, could be an MVP candidate. Ryan Tannehill, talked about him already, has had Patrick Mahomes-type numbers since coming to Tennessee. Um, and now he has Julio Jones to work with. Taylor Lewan is a great left tackle. They just have a really good get left, uh, good offensive line to begin with. Ben Jackson, Ben Gabe, Ben, not Ben Jackson, Ben something. Center, I believe. He's really solid. Just overall, I do like this team. But just, if if Tannehill has a good season, he, if, say, he gives you 4,200 yards, 40 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, that's an MVP caliber season if they win, like, 13 games. Donald, Aaron Donald, the Rams are, spoiler alert, probably my one seed in the league. Not in the league, but in the, in the NFC. And if Aaron Donald goes off for 22 sacks which he's possible, he's done it before. Watch out for Aaron Donald. He's not even in his prime yet. He's not even in his prime yet, he's like 27. 27, 28, 29. 29, I believe, when everybody like sort of like in all positions sort of conform to the prime, like besides quarterback. Cornerback, not quarterback. Like he's not even in his prime by technical, like, like just technically yet. And he's still, Probably the best defensive player of my life. Like, he's unbelievable. Tom Brady, you cannot tell me he's not an MVP candidate. If this team wins 14 games and he has just a fine stat line, just like 4,040 and 12 interceptions, this, he could win MVP because this team obviously has all the mainstream buzz behind them. Brady is 
the GOAT, um, he's going to get MVP votes even if he has just a fine season if they win a lot of games because he's Tom Brady. Carson Wentz, like I talked about him earlier, if he's good, which I believe he will be, he has people to throw to now, finally, took him long enough, he has a running game that's actually good, like, sorry Miles Sanders, you're good, but, like, you were the only person they had in the running game, um, he could be an MVP candidate, I really do think so, especially with a good offensive line, which, since 2017, he's just not had. Justin Herbert, a lot of people are talking about him as a Dark Horse MVP candidate, I don't know why I, did, I have him on this list, he, he, he probably is going to get MVP votes next season. Um, Kyler Murray, finally, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray last season was solid, not as good as people thought he would be. Um, still a good player, played well, but kind of fell off down the stretch, kind of fell apart physically. If I do remember, I think he got some injury issues down the stretch. Um, just overall, not as good as some people thought he'd be, because I know a lot of people, including myself, had him up for an MVP consideration last season, because it had been... Patrick Mahomes year two, Lamar Jackson year two, and then year two, I thought MVP from year two was going to win in there, and Rodgers in year like 17, I was like, you know what, I'll just win it. Um, but Kyler Murray, if this team wins 11 games, makes the playoffs, he has 4,040, I know 4,040-10 is just like my go-to, and it has like 700 rushing yards on 10 touchdowns rushing, like he's an MVP candidate, dude, he is. Um... Uh, yeah, that's that. That's that is the MVP candidates I have. Um, let's get to two stories from the AFC and NFC that I think are going to be fun to talk about. Let's begin with the Chiefs. I haven't even talked about the Chiefs yet. It's hard to it's hard to do a podcast without talking about the Chiefs. They had the perfect offseason. They had the perfect offseason. They lose the Super Bowl because their offensive line was abysmal and their team could not catch footballs. They come back. And they're like, you know what? Bear down. We're going to, first off, they signed Jaron, Jaron Reed, which I didn't even know. That's a good signing. Um, but they just, they fill in the trenches. They had Frank Clark already. They had Chris Jones. But they bring in Jaron Reed, who I like that signing. They, they draft Nick Bolton, by the way, who's going to be really good off the bat. But just look at this offensive line now. Creed Humphrey is a backup for this team. They bring in... Um, not Ronnie Stanley, Orlando Orlando Brown, I think is his name. I don't know why I just can't think of names <laughs> today. Uh, they bring back Kyle Long from retirement. Like, how good is that going to be? I don't know. L- Lord, uh, Duvernay Tardif, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the first name. Uh, he was great before he went to do some medical stuff. Um, and then there's also more guys that I just can't remember that they brought in. Uh, yeah, they got, they got Joe Thune, Joe Tooney. They already they lost Eric Fisher, yeah. They lost Mitchell Schwartz, yeah. But, like, this team still now has a great offensive line all of a sudden. It's a top five offensive line in the league before anybody even plays. And they just, they, they fixed all their issues. Yeah, they don't really have depth at running back. But when you have Patrick Mahomes, Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, um, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I said Tyreek Hill twice. Um, Patrick Mahomes said him twice, too. Clyde Brazilier, you don't need depth at running back. When you have that in the defense won't be that bad next season. I would think, hopefully, for them, they won't be. Um, so that's the Chiefs. I think everybody said what needs to be said about the Chiefs. They're really good. They probably will be the one seed in all of football. They have, they're the only team that has even a majority shot, or like a, a like even how, even if it's just minuscule, they're the only team that even has a hope of going 17-0 in the regular season. Um, 
but they won't do it. That, that they're not going to even get particularly close, probably. Um, here's another team, the Browns. Didn't talk about them yet. This team is the biggest competitor to the Chiefs in the in or the AFC, and not the Bills. I still have questions about Josh Allen's deep ball accuracy. It was super suspect, especially late in the year. He missed a couple easy, just deep balls that he would have made in the regular season. He did fold a little bit under pressure in the AFC Championship. He had a stat line that says he was good, but he had some some weird things that happened in that game. Um, obviously, the offensive line was bad. I'm not going to say it wasn't bad, um, but he was he was nothing to play with that loss. Um, the Browns have Baker Mayfield, who has proved me wrong, shut me up. He's another one of those guys I've just been wrong on. Um, he was good last season. You have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. That is the best running back duo. Like, one of them, one of the top, like, ten ever? Off the top of my head, I can't think of, like, anyone that matches that. Like, that was just insane. They're just insane. They're both top ten. When's the last time a team had two top ten running backs in the same backfield? I can't remember it. I can't remember it. Um, they have, of course, OBJ. They have Jarvis Landry. And OBJ was great last season. I don't want to hear about it. He was great. Um, they do lose Rashad Perryman. But Donovan Peoples-Jones was really good last season, and he's in the second year. Expect a big breakout from him. They have Austin Hooper still. They have um, David Njoku, who was solid last season. They have a top three offensive line in football, and the defense is great. Miles Garrett, the great Jadavian Clowney, who, yeah, he's not always good, but when he's good, he's really good. You have a great secondary, Denzel Ward, John Johnson, you bring him in, best signing for agency. I loved that signing, and I've talked about it a lot. Olivier Burns still gets some sacks. Um, linebackers may be a little bit suspect, but like overall, I don't hate this team. I think they're the second best team in the AFC. Next, let's go to the NFC. Um, the Bucks are going to have an all-time defense. That's that's a bold take. They literally have zero average starters on that that defense. They're all good to great, every single one of them. They're the best defense we've seen in the postseason. I would say that they rivaled the Legion of Boom. But just overall, last season, sometimes they weren't good. But down the stretch, they got their act together. Towards the end of the season, they were the best defense we've seen since the no-fly zone Broncos um, with Akeem Tlaib and Chris Harris. That was how good this team was. The, 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 the linebacking core is just the best in the NFL. It's not particularly close. Devin White is arguably the best linebacker in the league. I think he was probably the best player in, of any team in the playoffs last season. You have Levante David. You have Ndamukong Sue, who, I don't know, found the Fountain Youth last year was incredible. It doesn't, stats don't say that, but um, when you have Ndamukong Sue, he doesn't need stats. He's he's taking up double teams for other guys to get open. Shaquille Barrett, you have JPP, who, like, how was he good last season? I felt like we, everybody wrote him off, but, he, man, he was great last season. Carlton Davis, who was great. Um, they have another cornerback that I can't even think of the name of because I can't think of anybody's name. Um, they have Antoine Winfield, senior, junior. There's just so much talent on this team. I, there's like, it's hard, Vita Vea, it's hard to name everybody on this team because they're just all so good. And that's not even uh, talking about the offense, but this isn't about the offense, this is about the defense. I want a name for this defense because all the good defenses have a name. The Purple People Eaters, 
the Snowfly Zone, the Legion of Boom, um, the Steel Curtain. These teams have elite defenses, and they're known for it, and they have names. I want a name for this team. If you listen to this podcast, you got the 48 minutes in, DM me a name. I want a name for this team uh, for me to call them. Um, like the Cannonballs, that's just stupid. No, not doing that. Um, and finally, for the NFC, uh, I don't think the Seahawks are going to be that good. The roster is still there. Yeah, the roster is still there, but everybody's aging, except for like the offense. But like defensively, Bobby Wagner is aging. KJ Wright, aging. You have no cornerbacks. You lost Quentin Dunbar, who wasn't even good last season. Shaq Barrett, or uh, not Shaq Barrett, Shaquille Griffin was also not good last season. You lost him still. So there's really no good, sorry. Like DJ Reed and Trey, J- Trey Brown, I guess are your two best corners now. Um, like Carlos Dunlap was so sick last season for them, but he's also old now. So lots of age on that defensive end. And Russell Wilson, every season, I'm just kind of starting to get sick of it. Kind of low key. Kind of want to move him out for my second spot because it's inarguable. When a season starts, the first five weeks, he is the best player in the league. But then you get to like week 10 and he's still the lead MVP. But then, like, one week after week 10, you're like, oh, he just threw four interceptions and a loss to the Bengals, and they only scored 10 points. And a lot of that, and I maintain this, is because the first 10 weeks, the Seahawks always have a bad defense, especially since the Legion of Boom left. I'm not saying the Legion of Boom ever was bad, but just recently, he had to carry a historically bad defense to begin last season. Like, the worst defense ever to begin, like, a three-week span, I believe is the, the, the stat. And he had a historic performance to to back that up. He began the season, like, 10 weeks in. He was having a Peyton Manning uh, 2012-esque season, 2013. I don't remember, one of the two. Like, he was having that kind of year. But then he falls off because he's just tired from carrying a terrible defense. And DK Metcalf, at the end of the season, is tired from having to carry a terrible defense. And Tyler Lockett is tired. And the offensive line is tired. And the running game is tired and injured. And the offensive line in the first place isn't even that good. Like, their offensive line in, is improved this season. Um, Gabe Jackson, they bring in. Stone Forsyth, never heard of him. Hopefully he'll be good. I don't know. Um, but they just also make some stupid draft picks. I hate the Dwayne Estridge pick. Like, yeah, he's good. He's going to be good. But there's hundreds of other needs you have. You just refuse to get... Pete Carroll refuses to want to draft. I don't care. If maybe it's maybe it's the GM, maybe it's Dan Snyder. They just refuse to get help from Russell Wilson on the offensive line. And what do you expect him to do in the playoffs when Aaron Donald he's facing Aaron Donald? Yeah, he's gonna get sacked 27 times because he's given no support on the offensive line. And he'll throw five picks, because yeah, he will, because DK Metcalf can't get separation against elite cornerbacks at this point. Um, yet. By elite cornerbacks, I mean Jalen Ramsey, Trey White. Um, he did rough up Stephon Gilmore, but everybody kind of did last season. And I love DK Metcalf. He's a top 15 receiver. Tyler Lockett is a is just he's a slot guy, pure slot. He'll make some insane catches, but like in the big moments, will he get as much separation as he usually does? Probably not. It's just it's just they are built in a really weird way to where they need Russell Wilson to save them in games and in the seasons. They just, they, they don't have it anymore. Um, and a lot of that's age, and a lot of that is just them not giving Russell Wilson the help he needs. I'm surprised that he's not the one that wants out. 
Like, Aaron Rodgers has been given some help. Like, his offensive line is good. Devontae Adams is good. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they're both good players. This team has three, four, like, four good players on the offense. And then Dwayne Brown, I guess, is their best offensive lineman. Damien Lewis is really good. But just overall, man, I don't think, I think this team probably finishes fourth or third in their division. And I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, if they finish third, they probably will. If they finish fourth, they're not going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to disappoint a lot of people. And finally, last season, a lot of you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl bubble predictions post I did. Um, this comes from straight from the herd, Colin Cowherd's show. Uh, I like Colin Cowherd. I just, I like Colin Cowherd. Yeah. Hate on this all you want. I like him. So, still in a little bit of his idea right here. Um, Super Bowl bubble. These are one, two, three, four, five, six, it's just six. It's just six teams at this point that I think can win the Super Bowl legitimately. Let's get into them. The Rams, they bring in Matthew Stafford. Like I said, they have a lead offensive, or not a lead offensive line. They have a solid offensive line. Um, they do lose Cam Akers, and I wrote this down before they lost Cam Akers. I still think they're going to be fine. They just have a knack for making guys on defense who just wouldn't think. Last season, it was the guy from Ohio State, Darius Williams, I think his name was. And they just have the best. They, 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 they arguably have the two best defensive players in the league on the same team, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. It's hard to do anything against that team when they have two of the best defensive players on this on the, in the league on the same team. And the Cooper Cup is like, it's like Julian Edelman on steroids, which is funny because Julian Edelman got busted for PEDs. But what I'm saying is he's a wide receiver, but he's better than Julian Edelman ever was. A lot of Julian Edelman is the system. No, Cooper Cup would just be good anywhere because he's just a good player. Um, uh, Robert Woods is really good. The only thing I wish this team had was like a pure deep threat, like a physical Cal or Kenny Gallagher type player. Um, but you know they don't have that, so maybe that's going to hold them back a little bit. The Chiefs, of course, they're the Chiefs. Like I don't have to explain them. I already talked about them earlier. Elite offensive line, elite receiving core, elite tight ends. El- and by tight ends, I mean tight end. Elite running backs, not elite running backs. A guy who will become an elite running back probably in Clyde edwards lair And then Patrick Mahomes is just the best player in the league besides Aaron Donald. And the defense isn't even that bad. Um, let's get to the Browns. The Browns, I already talked about them. Love the defense. It's going to be super good next season. Offensive line's great. Skill positions, it's locked down. And the running back duo, incredible. And this team makes up for Baker Mayfield's shortcomings. Yeah, he's not like a top 10 quarterback. I don't know if he'll ever get to be that. But it doesn't matter when you have such good players. I mean, kind of like... He's kind of like Matt Hasselbeck a little bit, not just any, like, they don't play the same, but, like, Matt Hasselbeck was never, like, a top-ten quarterback, but he still won games because the Seahawks had put stuff around them to win games. Um, the Bills, they do have an elite quarterback, Josh Allen, who has the ceiling of a freaking, like, big old temple thing. I don't know. I'm tired. It's 12.58. <laughs> um, this team can win games. They will win games. Fun digs is just unbelievable. Devin Singletary will have a good season. Offensive line's improved. Defensive line's improved. Watch for an AJ, AJ Espinosa breakout. Um, Tredavious White is great. You have Poyer and you have Hyde. Great safety duo. Probably the best in the league. You just you have such good players. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention Kevin Byer for the Titans. That's about it, though, on that defense. This is why they're not here. They don't have them in the Super Bowl bubble. The Bucks. Um, I don't have to explain it. They had the best defense in the league. They had the best defense since the no-fly zone de- defense of the Denver Broncos. They have Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, um, Ronald Jones, 
Chris Godwin, elite offensive line, Leonard Fournette, Keyshawn Vaughn's going to be good. Like, there's so many good players in this offense, it's hard to even think that this team can be beaten. But, of course, it'll happen, especially on prime time when Brady shrinks a lot of the time. And then finally, it's the Colts. I think the Colts are super focused here. I've talked about the Colts a lot already in this, this, this podcast, but I like the Colts. Defense is great. They got great special teams, too. And I don't really talk about special teams, but special teams mean a lot, especially when you think about, I believe, the 2008-2009 Chargers had the best offense and defense in the league. It still didn't make the playoffs because the special team was bad. All these teams, Rams, Hecker, um, Chiefs, you got Butker, Browns, you've got Townsend, and I guess Cody Parkey, but not really that good. Um, Bills, you have that kicker who's really good. Bucks, you have just probably the best special teams in the league. And the Colts, Blankenship, and yeah, just overall, this is a really, really good Colts team. I love the defense. I love the offense. I especially love the offense. And then Frank Reich probably will win Coach of the Year if they win um, the AFC East or South. Whew! That was just a speed round. Speed round of the final topic of the day. We got this done in under an hour, so that'll work. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, drop me some people that uh, you want me to get on this podcast, um, and I'll try to get them on. Unless they're like a real NFL player, I ain't, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen, man. Um, but like Anthony Wino Sports, um, go to Analysis if you're listening. We'd love to have you on the show. Best page on Instagram, in my estimation. Um, Blitz, I'd even have Blitzburg Steelers on the on the page. Talk about some Steelers. Didn't talk about the Steelers today. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan of the Steelers. Um, but. Just overall, thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.